Ivan. Welcome to the first ever podcast of It's Not a Purse. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> this is weird, man. I have to admit, it is um, it is weird, right? To finally <laughs> be here, weird. it's it's strange. Jesus Christ, good, a good strange though. It, it's very, very good yes. Strange. And like, yeah, yesterday I was talking to a friend and uh, um, I was, I was, I mean, he was telling me first that he's always wanted to like know someone behind the mic mm-hmm. of the podcast. And I was like, no, that's actually something I wanted, <laughs> but I would have never thought I, I end up being the person behind the mic. So yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. But uh, let's dig into who we are for those out there who do not know who we are. Yes. For all those people out there who don't know who we are. Yes. Um, who, who starts? All right, I'll start. I'll start. Uh, so I'm Joanna. People know me as Joe, And my background is is complicated. It's all over the place. I I grew up in West Africa, so I grew up in the Ivory Coast to a single mom with four kids. I feel like that has really shaped who I am as a person. There's a lot of, you know, um, education, learning, being successful, all of those things. So I, I studied a lot. I also traveled a lot, got into, you know, business admin in school, and then out of school, got into marketing, so I'm doing a lot of that. I've been doing that for a few years. I am a dancer. I started in salsa dancing, moved over to Kizamba, and never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> Those who know, know. Yeah, if you know, you know. And um, outside of that, honestly, I've been really interested in like helping small businesses and finding ways to do that, even outside of having like a main corporate job. So I do some like marketing gigs on the side. Um, I speak a couple languages. That's not that impressive when we get to hear about what you speak, but uh, I speak French and English. And um, I think that's mostly, yeah, that's mostly who I am. Cool. Uh, Well, I'm Larissa. For for those out there who do not know me yet, Um, also very multi-culty background, sort of. Uh, I am the child of a German mom and a Beninese father. I grew up in Benin. I, it was, it was amazing, man. Like, that's all I can say to that. Um, and I, I really loved being in, in those two worlds, like having the German slash European part and the Beninese slash African part, because they're very different and it is very interesting when you feel like you're capable of navigating Mm -hmm. both worlds and adjusting wherever you need to adjust. And it's, it's very interesting. And, um, also like in terms of languages. So I speak French, German, English, and phone, which is, a like one of the local languages spoken in Benin. And that also helps just getting a better understanding of how the different cultures see the, the world because of the different words and different concepts. And yeah, that's very probably why I uh, went on to study speech language pathology. Um, And yeah, then uh, how many years ago? Three and a half years ago, I ended up moving to Canada and I am loving it so far. Uh, I am in the midst of uh, changing uh, my career, my field. I am 
about to become uh, an early childhood educator because I love children. I love looking at how they learn and just how how in their eyes everything is is possible. So yeah, that's uh, that's about me. And uh, yeah, I also happen to be a dancer. That's actually how <laughs> Joanna and I met. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, in the beginning, it was, I mean, in the beginning, I can't remember when it's, it was post-COVID, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, the usual, those those who know how dance social socials work, you go, you dance, and yeah, sure, you might talk to people, but it's more of a casual small yeah. talk hey how you doing yeah good to see you again <laughs> let's dance yes let's, let's, let's get, get to, to it <laughs> the real good stuff um but yeah some somehow i've always felt that ah she's she's a cool person but i never you know i never like thought i could make anything happen i was like you know if it if it happens it happens and if not then that's fine too um, and then one one day, I just called her a bit out of the blue. I mean, not completely out of the blue, but that would like go way too far off topic. But anyway, I called her about September last year, September 2022, that would be. Mm-hmm. And uh, just was like, you know what, girl, I have this crazy idea topic. I mean, back then it wasn't... I don't think I presented it to you Mm. as an idea. It was just me sharing. Yeah. Like, you know, like we're not being authentic in our life in a general way. And specifically when it comes to genitalia. And there's like so many things um, I want to dig into. And I feel like you would be a good person to do that (laughs) with. What do you think? And she was, she was excited. And I was like, thank God I called her. You know, I was like, not scared, but I was like, mm, what is she going to think, you know? But anyway, and starting from then, we've had, like, so many great, like, great, great, great conversations about about everything and anything. Mm-hmm. And um, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy when you talk about the first conversation ever. But it wasn't weird. No, it, you were it like, wasn't. I'm thinking about these things. And I was like, this is super exciting. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it wasn't even, and you'd never called me before because I, no. I have a call history to prove it. That was we, the first ever phone call. Have we, and, even, <laughs> have we ever texted before that? No, I don't, I don't think so. so. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it was like totally strange off, like off the wall, but it was just a spark. It was the start of something really amazing. So I'm glad you took the, the plunge and you did it. I am so glad. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, the conversations we've been having since then, it was like, I think for me, it was, it was the first time I was reaching out to someone outside of my, like, very close circle. Because I have lots of friends, like, uh, from all the time I spent in Germany, like, I have quite a few friends with whom I've been having these conversations. But since I left that circle, like, I never really opened up about that topic that I like, I love it. I, I cannot stop wanting to learn more about it, but anyway, mm-hmm. I've never really opened up to anybody outside of that circle of people who were already like part of it. Yeah. And you were literally like, yeah, in Canada, you were like the first one with whom I like literally like went super deep on those topics. And it, it, it felt like, oh shit, like, you know, there are other people out there who, <laughs> who, who think the same and who feel the same. And it's like, you're not alone. Like, yeah. And that was, that was an amazing feeling. And that's actually what I hope we can 
sort of convey to people through the podcast that whoever's out there and thinks that, you know, the way things are being handled is not normal or can be done differently. This podcast for you. Yes. <laughs> That's all I say. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, like regarding how how I came to to all of this, because I, I wasn't always, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to say open about it, just willing to to say that I'm not open about it and just willing to acknowledge there is more out there that I I don't know yet and I, I want to know more. And I it's not I have to, it's I want to and it's important to me in in building my identity in some ways. Anyways, it started um, around 2013 when I decided that I was like, it was, I don't know if it was during that time that cups became a big thing. I just know in Europe, it was the moon cup. Literally, it was the cup everybody was talking about. The menstrual cup. It's yeah, the, the men- sorry, the, the menstrual cup. Yeah, it's called the moon cup? The moon cup. Okay. It's a brand. Uh, like, there was, I think, how I I stumbled upon, like, an ad mm-hmm. where it was, like, two group of girls fighting. One group was, like, the tampon group, and the other group was the moon cup group. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's how I was like, oh, wow. Okay, let me look into this. And I was like, that actually sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, you invest in that thing, like... It's a one-time investment, and then you have it for, like, a very long time. Not forever, but for a very long time. So I was like, well, you know, for a student who is not making a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, that might be worth looking into it. But then, like, back, I think it was 60 euros. And I was like, well, for a student, like, you know, <laughs> spending 60 euros on, like, a cup, I, I, I thought... I need to be sure that I get the right one because I'm not going to spend 60 euros on something to then not use it because mm. it's not working or whatever. Yeah. So I almost spent a whole year, I swear, between the day I was like, I'm interested in using a cup and the day I actually ordered one, it was a full effing year. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you were like, I'm going to do this right. Oh, Let's yeah. I wanted time. to do it right. Yeah. This was for those yeah. who know me like it. This is the the perfectionist in, in me. Like I needed to like I, I, I mean, I didn't spend every single day on that. Like, but whenever I would have spare time, I would watch videos like because then I realized there are different sizes. And I'm the me back then had no idea. Like, why is the size different before you've given birth? Versus after you've given birth compared to like when you're a certain age or when you're under 30, when you're over 30, when you have like this body type or another body type. And then it became very complicated when I got into like there are different cups per se, like, and they all have different shapes, different sizes, like different blends, <laughs> depth. And I was like, how, how the hell do I know which one to pick? And that's when I was, I discovered like YouTube blogs and whatnot who were explaining, well, depending on how your cervix is. And I was like, well, how do I know how my cervix is? And I was like, what is it even? That's when I started realizing, wow, like there's so much about your own body that you do not know. How is that possible? I was literally like shocked. How is it possible that all this knowledge is relevant for me to pick a cup, but I don't know 
more than half of it. So yeah, that's, that's how I started, like just digging into it and getting to learn more about, about everything related to the female genitalia specifically and menstruation and that the cervix changes shape and, um, consistency and all those things. Like we'll, we'll dig into that at some (laughs) point during, uh, in the podcast for sure. But yeah, that was like the first, the first big chunk of the evolution of my genitalia, not even knowledge, just, yeah, how, how I dealt with that part of my body. Mm-hmm. The second one was a couple, couple years later that it must have been around 2017. I was uh, taking the, the pill and I realized, I, I can't remember what brought me to that, but I was like, you are being very mindful of what you put up your vagina because I switched from tampons, which can be very bad, which actually are very bad, and so on to a, to a menstrual cup. So I was being very mindful about what I put up my vagina, but I was not concerned at all about the stuff that I was ingesting that was literally being absorbed by my body. And it, it felt so like in dissonance, like, do you say that? Mm-hmm. Like, out it, of balance. Out of exactly it felt completely out of balance like it didn't make sense so I was like wait a minute what other like alternative is out there in terms of contraception and what is the pill actually like what is it what is it that I'm putting into my body when I looked into it and I discovered stuff like um when you take the pill you're actually making your body believe you're pregnant for the whole time I was like excuse me what Mm -hmm. And there's so many other things. And again, that would go like off topic, but I learned so much. And I was like, how, how come that a doctor could prescribe me that, that thing without mentioning one of all the bad things that I was reading about it. So it became like, really, I had this like inner feeling of this is wrong. Every single time I was swallowing the pill, I was like, I felt like my body was shouting, stop doing this to me. And like completely very, it was a very sudden decision. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. Booked an appointment with my gynecologist in Germany. It's uh, much easier than here. That's another story. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Um, And uh, I switched to the copper IUD, which is also not like, it's still a foreign body, but I felt like, at least it's not messing with my brain because yes, the pill is messing with your brain. So that was the, um, the second part of my evolution and, you know, delving into topics like why is it even that women are the ones that have to take care of contraception? Cause it's not just the woman in the business. It's both like the woman and the men, at least in heterosexual relationships and yeah, so that that's how I, I got to dig into so many more topics. And the other aspect is, I wouldn't say that it played a role in, in those last years, but I was raped when I was uh, five, around five years old, and I never mentioned anything to anybody before approximately the age of 13 and I am convinced to the like I'm, I'm just convinced that growing up in a world like 
I grew up in a very loving family, mm-hmm. very loving environment. Like nothing was wrong. I had a great, like great life, but it was an environment in which it was made very clear. We do not talk about certain things. Mm-hmm. And this is not me saying that I don't know my parents or whoever, like the other adults present in, in the house would be like, Hey, don't say the word vulva or do not pronounce vagina or don't touch yourself. Like, it's not necessarily that they were doing that, but just kids, kids understand if you don't, they don't do what you say, they do what you do. So mm-hmm. you don't talk about it. You, you behave awkward whenever you see a certain type of pictures or you hear other people say certain words. Mm-hmm. People like children do like we absorb that they absorb that stuff so yeah I I never share that experience with anybody and I believe that having an environment in which we make those conversations normal and I'm I'm not speaking about rape conversations not that rape is something normal but it should become normal to talk about it People should not be afraid to use that word. There's even, do I, do I go there? Yes. (laughs) We're going everywhere in the bowl. Yes. (laughs) You you gotta get used to that. (laughs) There is even like, sometimes I was discussing about that yesterday with, with someone. Some people say sexual assault or Mm. they might say I was sexually assaulted. Mm Mm-hmm. Because to most people, it feels like sexual assault is less, it sounds less dramatic. It's, but it's, yes. it's not the same though. Sexual assault is like the big category. Mm-hmm. Rape is one type of sexual assault. And mm-hmm. just, you know, how we feel about those words. Yes, like I was raped. Why, why should it be so loaded to say that? Yeah. I'm not saying... The actual situation is not loaded. It is. But having that load being put on the word as well makes it so much harder for everyone out there. And back back to, you know, being open about conversations, like a world in which we take away the, the, the heaviness we put in all those words, vulva, vagina, even pussy, and penis and testicle like why do people find it so weird when a child actually says the word penis and not something else like wee wee like wee wee or (laughs) you know like so many other wrong things about it so yeah so those are the to come back to you know how I actually came to Mm -hmm. become interested in that topic those are like the three big uh big um elements that yeah. me to where we are that today here yeah i mean first of all i didn't even think about the whole sexual assault versus rape thing yeah. until you just mentioned it because we are- i do use them interchangeably and sexual assault is more palatable it actually is easier to just it feels more clean yes. almost and i don't want not clean you know what i mean right i, 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 I know exactly what you mean yeah less people- messy yes yeah and i i i get that because i feel the same way Mm-hmm. but we sh- we should stop we should just stop doing that we should just call things what they are 
that's what it yeah. is. The vulva is a vulva. A, a, a rape is a rape. A clitoris is a clitoris. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, get used I to it. I can just imagine. Period. It's, it's going to be uncomfortable, folks. Uh, <laughs> for a bit. Only for a bit. But this is actually part of why I got into it, interestingly, is... One, I I like words and how they how they work. I like to be precise in my words. I think about language a lot, especially like learning English from speaking French and then switching back and forth. It's been really important to me to like maintain precision in order to be clear. Yeah. Yeah, in order to avoid misunderstandings. But then also I was thinking about just the way that I grew up. Like I mentioned, I was raised by a single mom uh, in a house full of girls. So I have three sisters. (laughs) And you would think that would be the most comfortable place ever for women to just talk about their bodies or show their bodies or be with themselves. But it was not. There's a lot that we didn't used to talk about. And there are some words to this day I've not heard my mother say ever. (laughs) I don't know if they've ever come out of her mouth, even to her gynecologist. I have no idea, (laughs) right? Vagina. My mother's never said that before. Um, And I think just based on that, based on that experience growing up and being the person that I am today, who's someone who believes uh, is super open-minded about certain things and is like modern and everything. I still believe that there are some things that I didn't, that I never said and I never learned to say and I never learned to express or to hear other people saying it. And there are so many experiences I've had that I think would have been improved or helped or avoided if I had those words, because then words also give you power. And if you're empowered, you're able to just make better decisions for yourself, whether it's about like self-respect or self-acceptance or demanding respect and setting boundaries with other people. Great. Once you (laughs) have the words, then you have the understanding and with the understanding comes the power to change your own experiences. So yeah, looking back, there's certain situations that I, I think would have been completely different if I had the words, knew how to use the words. And so my hope is that we're able to bring this kind of perspective to more people so that they're able to um, use words for themselves and, you know, hopefully just get better, feel better about self-acceptance, self-respect and all of those things, all of those beautiful things, you know? Yes. Yeah. I like a hundred percent like what you the link you made between using the words is how it empowers people and it gives you self-respect and self-respect is the basis of everything people like if you respect (laughs) yourself you you have power like this this is this is all you need to get then then you're fine you're good (laughs) that is the answer yeah that's the answer respect yourself but to get there you gotta yeah we gotta stop feeling disgusted by certain things and yeah yeah and not not using certain words that are like the clean words let's you know what let's talk about that let's talk about the name of this podcast because i think (laughs) it needs to happen we're probably like what is this name we need to talk about it so go (laughs) yes oh gosh the name this is this is actually it's coming from a story i cannot remember it was an article that i read a couple of years ago and this is it actually now I'm realizing this is actually when I started to make the link between how I didn't share uh, my rape for mm. like I never said anything about it for like so long. That story is actually what kind of made me click the why. Mm-hmm. So it was 
How would I make it simple? I'll, yeah. So a mom, no, let's start with a girl. It was a PD day um, at school. Um, I had first graders. The girl was six years old. So they were going to go on, um, how do you call that? Field trip. And usually on field trips, because they are like outside of their usual environment and blah, blah, blah. There is the usual teacher or teachers and they have additional staff. Sometimes it's parents helping out or just volunteers, like another adult, adult that goes with the whole group. And that day, because it was everything was special and field trip, the little girl brought a nice purse with her. Like not her usual backpack. She had a, a nice looking person. She was super proud of it. She was walking around and showing it off. And she went to her teacher, Miss, let's call her Miss Abigail. And Miss Abigail, look at my purse. And Miss Abigail said, wow, yes, it is very nice. Looks, looks good. And, you know, she, yeah, she acknowledged her purse. Then the day went on. So they went and that day they had, um, and a volunteer, I, I can't remember if it was a volunteer, I, I think it was a volunteer, a male volunteer who tagged along with a group and helped out wherever they went. The day ended, they came back, and when they came back to the school, the little girl went to Miss Abigail and said, Miss Abigail, the new teacher, let's call him Andrew, Andrew touched my purse. And Miss Abigail was still, the last thing she remembered was that, you know, that little girl came in that day super happy and super proud about her beautiful looking purse. And Miss Abigail responded, oh, I bet I also like your purse. And, you know, she, that's, that's basically how it went. Little girl goes home. The next day, the mom comes with the girl into the school and is mad as <clears throat> at the, the teacher and says like she was furious and she she just shouted at the shouted at the teacher and how can you respond in such a in such a way when my daughter is telling you that she was sexually abused and assaulted and the miss abigail was like she, she didn't she did not understand what was happening the end of the story is that mom had never used the word vulva or vagina or anything like that with her daughter. Her vulva slash vagina or whatever she meant was just called purse at home. You know, like wipe your purse whenever you go to the toilet or stop touching your purse or I don't know, just purse. How is Miss Abigail supposed to know that when young Miss Chloe says purse, she means her genitalia, whichever part of it. How is she supposed to, and how, like, that the mom was mad. I mean, I'm not diminishing the fact that that little girl was sexually assaulted. That is not right. But the mom cannot be mad at the teacher for reacting the way the teacher did because that's that's just a misunderstanding based on what Joanna was mentioning before, words. We have to be clear and and yeah, like she didn't have the correct words. So, you know, in, in her case, that's where I made the link with like, she had words. I, I didn't feel like I had words. She had words, but they were the wrong words. Mm-hmm. Words that only work in her world, which is mom and dad and maybe her aunties. 
but nobody else knows that when she says purse, you know, it's yeah. that. So yeah, I've never even heard that used as a. I've heard so many random oh. other. Um, we'll get into the yes. the fun you other can do words. A whole episode on that on um, all the words. Uh, but like purse was that story is the first time I heard that, and it makes no sense no, to me. No, none. Anyway, so that is why. <laughs> This podcast is called It's it Not a Purse. <laughs> it is a vulva. And it is okay to say that. <laughs> oh, nice. In any case, uh, I think we're good for this episode. For yes. a starting point, right? I think we, we just covered an intro. This is not how the other episodes are going to go. But it's essentially just a conversation. The more of these conversations we have, the more comfortable we can all get with these topics. And the more normal it can all just be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you like this, please follow us on Instagram at notapurse. That's N-O-T-A-P-U-R-S-E. Woo. And send us your comments, your feedback, anything. We would love to hear from you guys. Yes. 